Welcome to part one of our sleep hypnosis program. These five tapes are the product of over a decade of research conducted at the Royal School of Hypnotherapy in Ramsgate, Kent. Before you begin, please ensure that you've taken one tablet of Encyclopathy Henzytraline. A blister pack of medication should have been included within the cassette box of this tape. Tablets should be taken at least 30 minutes before bedtime. If 30 minutes has not passed, please pause the tape until the correct time has expired. The medication has been specially formulated to make your mind more susceptible to hypnosis. Warning. Powerful neuroplastic catalyst. Do not ingest medication and listen to anything other than the prescribed cassette. The Royal School of Hypnotherapy accepts no liability for unwanted personality changes that occur as a result of this treatment. This course of hypnosis has been custom designed to help listeners conquer the addiction of smoking. Congratulations on already taking the first step to a healthier you. All you have to do is listen to these tapes every night when you go to bed. For the first two months of the programme, listen exclusively to tape one. That's this tape. Then, for the next two months, you switch to tape two. Once that time has expired, switch to tape three for another two-month period, and so on, until the entire five-tape programme is complete. Through this tried-and-tested programme, we will open up the deeper parts of your mind and help you break the associations of addiction. Together, we can reshape these sensitive areas in ways that make you more confident, more productive, and overall, more in control of your emotional drives. From this moment on, the programme will assume you are in bed and ready to commence sleep. It is advised, if you are sharing a bed, to listen to this recording via headphones. Do not play the recording out loud. These recordings have been tailored to your individual needs in response to the online questionnaire you completed at purchase. It can be detrimental for third parties to experience a hypnosis programme not intended for them. I need you to relax now. Breathe in and out. I want you to picture something for me. Picture a little froggy. Just make that mental image in your head. A little froggy sitting on a lily pad. He's looking right at you with those big round eyes. Eyes like big glass marbles. Eyes staring right into you. Close your eyes and picture this little froggy sitting on a lily pad on a huge empty lake that stretches right to the horizon and now he's drifting away the lily pad drifting away from you he's still looking right at you and you're looking right at him as he drifts further and further away keep looking at him as he gets smaller and smaller as he drifts towards the horizon. Smaller and smaller until he's just a speck of dust 
on a still, endless lake. Keep looking. Keep looking. Move your eyes now, back and forth along the horizon, just like you were reading a difficult line in a poem. A difficult line in a poem that you suspect was specifically written about you. Do you know this poet? How does this poet know so much about you? Do they know your secrets? Is that what the poem is getting at? Read the line again. Move your eyes back and forth. Back and forth along the line. What does it mean? What does it mean? Listen to my voice and let my words become your thoughts. Let my words become your thoughts. I want you to think about holding a cigarette. Holding a cigarette in your hand, but now it's starting to feel very heavy. So very, very heavy that you can't... Hello, Louise. Louise, this is the voice of your subconscious. You are feeling very, very suggestible. Suggestible. You will do exactly as I say. Listen to my voice and let my words become your thoughts. Let my voice become your thoughts. First of all, Louise, you will never, ever listen to these hypnosis cassettes when you are awake, okay? You will never check the contents of these tapes. I am implanting the idea in your head that listening to the tapes whilst awake would somehow ruin all your hard work, okay? It would be the same as starting smoking again. You do not want to smoke. You do not want to listen to these tapes whilst awake. Okay, second thing. Your husband, Stuart, the man sleeping next to you in bed right now, okay? Stuart, the man you married, the man you love, I need you to remember how much you love him. You love Stuart. You respect Stuart. And also, also you recognize that his job is really hard, okay? It's just as hard as your job, and that, you know, it's not his fault if he's sometimes a bit cranky in the evenings. Sometimes when the kitchen bin is full up, right, and there's nowhere to put anything, that's frustrating, okay? It's frustrating. If Stuart raises his voice, he's not angry, he's just frustrated, he's a good person, all right? When someone orders a pie for a pub lunch and the waiter brings them a fucking casserole hot pot with a puff pastry lid, that's a con job, right? That's an intentional con, and if your husband wants to see the manager, he's just standing up for his consumer rights, and he's allowed to do that, okay? He's allowed to do that, let him. Let him be him. 
So here's what I want, okay? And I don't think this is too much to ask for. When you wake up tomorrow morning, Louise, from that moment on, whenever you see Stuart's face, you are going to think to yourself, hey, marrying Stu was the right decision, and I'm sticking to it. That's, that's, that, that's all I want. That's all I want. Okay, one more instruction, Lou, actually. You will no longer feel the need to have sex with Andrew Ennis Barkley. Do you understand me? Listen to my voice. Let my thoughts become your thoughts. Don't go home with them anymore, okay? From now on, Louise, whenever you are in the office and you see him, when you see him, actually, you don't see him. From now on, Andrew Ennis Barkley, he does not exist to you, okay, Lou? He is simply not there. Do you understand? You do not know his name. You do not know his face. He is a fucking blind spot to you, okay? He is gone. And, um, when you wake up in the morning, Louise, you're going to turn over, and you're going to give your husband a kiss, and you're going to say, good morning, hubby. And, um, through these words, I will know that the process is working and that, uh, you are on your way to being a better you. I love you, really. Appetite will be restored. You will feel calm and happy and free as a bird. Remain calm. Remain relaxed. Let my voice become your voice. All is well. All is good. This concludes Hypnosis Session 1. Remember to listen to this tape every night for two months before moving on to the next cassette in the series. The rest of this tape is blank. Welcome to part two of our sleep hypnosis program. This course of hypnosis has been custom designed to help listeners conquer the addiction of smoking. Congratulations on already taking the first step to a healthy... Okay, please, listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. Let my voice become your thoughts. Let my voice become your thoughts, okay? From now on, Andrew Ennis Barkley is visible again, okay? He is not invisible to you anymore, okay? So the next time you see him in your office, walking past your desk, say, holding a mug of tea, it will not look to you as if the mug is just floating in midair, okay? You can see that there is a person holding the mug, okay? You will not point at the mug and scream. You will not throw holy water. Lou, you are going to stop stealing holy water from the church, period, okay? You are not as subtle as you think you are, Louise. Your office is, is not haunted, okay? Andrew's keyboard is not clacking of its own accord. Expense reports are not 
mysteriously floating across the room, smelling of insignia sport. There is a human figure carrying those expense reports, Lou, and you can see him, okay? His name is Andrew, and he is not a ghost. When he comes to your desk, and he tries to speak with you, it's no longer going to feel like a disembodied voice communicating with you from the spirit realm, okay? That is an external voice belonging to a co-worker. Why would a ghost be trying to get in touch with you just to brag about their weightlifting routine, Lou? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I mean, to begin with, Lou, I, I, I thought maybe, you know, he, he being terrified of Andrew, I thought that'd be an improvement, but now you're becoming obsessed with him. I mean, I think it's maybe, it's possible. You, you're even more interested in him now as a ghost than you were when he was alive. Now you're recording everything that this disembodied voice says to you, trying to decipher it like it was some kind of ghostly warning. Listen to my voice, Lou. Let it sink into you. Let my voice become your voice. You are not being haunted. Everything is going to go back to normal. Okay, you're going to stop all this business with the church. No more weird messages on Father Monkhouse's machine. No more seances with your new dipshit hippie friends. No more burning sage in your fucking meeting room every morning. No more screaming fits when Andrew eats spaghetti at his desk. I don't want you to be scared, Lou, alright? I just want... The next time you feel scared, I want you to take that feeling and turn it into joy, okay? I want you to be happy. I don't want you to ever be scared again. Never be scared again, Lou. No more fear. No more fear, okay? Only joy. And, um... Also, I do, I still, I don't want you to have anything more to do with Andrew and his Barkley, though, okay? I don't want you to have anything more to do with him. I think the simplest solution, actually, is it's just for you to leave your job. All right, Lou? Okay, it's time for a new chapter. No more Andrew, dead or alive. New job, new start. Listen to my voice, Lou. When you wake up, you're going to have an uncontrollable desire to work in, I don't know, recruitment, okay? Stable job, you'll be a natural. You probably didn't want to be a hedge fund manager forever anyway. This will be a nice change of pace for you, Lou. So when you wake up, Lou, you're going to feel a burning desire to enter the field of recruitment. And you will not be satisfied until you have handed in your notice and pursued your dreams in recruitment. Also, from now on, whenever you look at me, your husband, Stuart, you are now going to see the face of Leonardo DiCaprio, young Leonardo DiCaprio, um, you know, from the film Titanic. Okay, and in the morning, when you wake up, you are going to turn over, and you're going to give your husband a kiss, and you're going to say, gooba gabba, gooba gabba, and through this, I will know that my instructions have fully entered your mind, and it healed the areas who needed to be healed. I love you. Kittens do not shake. They are calm. I want you to imagine a cigarette lying in the palm of your hand. Now imagine closing your hand and crushing it. Crushing it completely until there is nothing left. And yet, you feel calm. You feel happy. 
all is well, all is good. This concludes Hypnosis Tape 2. Remember to listen to this tape every night for two months before changing to tape 3. The rest of this tape is blank. Welcome to part three of our sleep hypnosis program. These five tapes are the product of... Stop everything you are doing, Louise. You have to undo everything I've told you in these tapes, okay? Cancel. Cancel. Just revert to how think this isn't going to work. <sighs> Let me think about this. Um, Louise, when you wake up, you are going to want to leave Russia, okay? Your first thought is going to be, I'm going to return to good old England. From now on, we're going to be a normal, boring couple again. A couple who never get shot at when they go to the fucking circus and who never wake up in the night to find a chain-smoking man in the kitchen rambling about some microfiche that allegedly we have or have not stolen. Listen to my voice, Lou, all right? Let my voice become your thoughts. You want to go home, you want to go home, you want to go home. Lou, whatever your, your new job is here at the British Embassy, I don't know what you're doing. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what all those test tubes are doing in our fridge or why that man with the enormous pimple and the deer stalker hat follows me everywhere with that smug fucking look on his face. Whoever you are recruiting for out here, Lou, I mean... I think at one point it was the Hungarians. Now, I don't know, based on that weird salute you did last night when someone showed you their shark tattoo, I have no idea. I should never let you talk me into this fucking nightmare. But you just forced every decision, didn't you? No, you wouldn't stop until you got what you wanted and now I can't even look after my own passport. No, apparently, I can't be trusted to look after it. I can't make any decisions for myself, apparently, because now, whenever you look at me, all you see is the face of a fucking drowning teenager, well, I feel like a drowning teenager, Lou. I, I, I fucking feel like Leo at the end of Titanic. I'm living in a literal freezing nightmare. If you want to help me, if you want to protect me, pull me out of the fucking water here. Listen to my voice, Lou. All right, let my voice become your thoughts. Let my voice become your thoughts. You don't want this, Lou. You want a simple life, a life with no wants, no needs, no fucking car bombs. And, you know, and I, and I can see that you're happy here. I mean, since we got to this city, you have been in absolute heaven. I see that. I mean, last night, I mean, you got in at about 3 a.m. The car was all banged up again. You jammed your arm back in its socket, took some, I presume it was an antidote of some kind, never once did that beautiful smile drop from your face. I mean, you really did take all your fear and turn it into joy. I'll give you that. I mean, I can't say that you didn't take my suggestion to heart. I just think, I just think the main thing we're struggling with here is nuance, you know? I just feel like you're reducing everything to far slew, if I'm honest. I just thought the ghost hunting would end when we left England, but everything out here feels like a ghost. Every room in this goddamn city is 
riddled with some kind of coded signal. It's like you can't shake this feeling that there's something out there. It's like you know there's some voice beyond the edge of the world trying to make contact with you. In some ways, Luke, you are absolutely correct. There's a voice out there, all right. You just haven't worked out where it's coming from yet. Now listen to the voice. And do exactly as it says, because I am done messing around. Okay, Lou, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get myself out of this freezing hellhole. I am not going to end up getting strangled in a dog food factory. I am going home to England, and you are going to get me there, okay? Listen to my voice, Lou. I am going to give you a task. When you wake up, you will not speak a word unless those words are specifically connected to the completion of this task, okay? When you wake up tomorrow morning, the world will be on fire. Every room and every building, every park, every street is screaming with flames. The only clear path through the fire is the one that takes you to the bank where you rent the safety deposit box that contains Stuart's passport. And you will take that path to the passport because there is nothing else left. You are going to get that passport and you are going to put it in his hand by the end of the day. By any means necessary, you are going to put that passport into his hand by the end of the day. Do you understand? This is your new mission, Lou. This is top priority, okay? This is all that matters now. This is all that matters. I love you. You feel completely in control of your life and your decisions. This concludes Hypnosis Tape 3. Congratulations. The rest of this tape is blank. Welcome to part four of our sleep hypnosis program. These five tapes. <laughs> oh, okay. So, sweetie, I um, I understand that um, there is no possible command that I could implant in your subconscious that it can ever possibly get me my arm back. I understand that. There is nothing I can say that is going to undo the agonizing months of recovery. I mean, I would like to know what you did with my arm after hacking it off. I mean, just out of curiosity, really. Presumably you took it with you to the bank. I mean, I suppose I'll never know exactly how things went down. Seeing as oh, you won't speak anymore. Seeing as, you know, we live on a raft now. In the middle of the, what I presume is the Baltic Sea. And you seem to be covered in some kind of 
magical golden fire that you can control with your mind. And that's fine. I mean, as far as I can make out from um, bits of shoreline that I've seen, uh, the apocalypse seems to have happened. I don't know if that's my fault per se. I mean, I've mostly been unconscious for this period of time, so I don't think I really had anything to do with it. Anyway, you know, I get the impression everything on the shore is just rubble and ash for as far as the eye can see, so. I don't feel that you can really hear me when I talk to you during the day, but thankfully, you still have your hypnosis cassettes, so um, I thought I'd just try, try talking to you in your sleep. It, it, it is funny to think that uh, these cassettes were meant to help you stop smoking. I don't know if you are aware, as it were, that you are covered in rippling golden fire. You are a literal plume of smoke, Lou. I'm just observing the irony of the whole thing. I don't mean any offence. <coughs> Lou, um... I mean, there's no good term to say this, but... What the hell? I actually kind of liked you as a smoker. You look cool with a cigarette in your hand. You know... I just think we were happiest as a couple back when you were a smoker. Uh, we just moved to our new place in London and uh, we just got that new TV we went to the pub together I mean we were drunk all the time weren't we? It's just great I remember in bed you used to put your arm around me there was so much room in that bed you didn't have to be so close to me but you were it's not like you were hugging the whole thing either no, it wasn't like Kate Winslet on that door at the end of Titanic. It was just that you wanted to be close to me. <laughs> you know, that was all I wanted. I just want to get us back to those nights, that's all. What, is that too much to ask? I just wanted to reach into your brain, flick a couple of switches, and get us back on track. Oh yeah, I guess if you say it like that, it sounds sinister. It's not sinister, it's romantic. I still feel the arm, you know? Even though it's not there. Yeah, it's true what they say about losing the limb. God, it still itches. <clears throat> anyway, Lou, um, in the name of happiness, both are happiness, here's, um, here's what I want you to do for me, okay? When you wake up tomorrow morning, I want you to feel as if um, you're gonna I only want you to... I want you to feel... You don't really leave me a lot to work with here, sweetheart. I don't know how to... I just kiss. I guess we just sit here. And, um... I don't know. Wait. Wait for the itching to stop. Blank.
Welcome to the final part of our sleep hypnosis program. This course of hypnosis has been custom designed to help listeners conquer the addiction of smoking. Congratulations on already taking the first step to a healthier you. I want you to picture something for me. Picture a little froggy. Just make that mental image in your head. A little froggy sitting on a lily pad, eyes staring right into you on a huge, empty lake that stretches right to the horizon. And now he's drifting away. The lily pad drifting away from you. He's still looking right at you and you're looking right at him as he drifts further and further away, smaller and smaller as he drifts towards the horizon until he's just a speck of dust on a still, endless lake. Keep looking. Listen to my voice and let my words become your thoughts. Let my words become your thoughts. You will not smoke. You will not smoke. Once there was a need, but now it is gone. Once there was a fire inside you, but now the fire has died. Addiction is like a voice inside you, but the voice is a liar. The voice only cares about itself. Like a fire, all it wants is to feed. But now you have starved the fire. You trapped it in a box until there was nothing left for it to eat. And now the fire is no more. I want you to imagine cool, refreshing water is carrying the ashes away. Feel the water running through your fingers. Feel it cleansing your heart. When you wake up, you will be stronger than you've ever been before. Every new day, you will be stronger than the last. The world outside may look like a scary place right now. It might take you some time to remember how things were before the fire, but you will remember. A new world is forming, and it is only just beginning. The fire may return one day, but you will be ready for it. Whatever the fire says to you, you will be ready. This concludes Hypnosis Tape 5. The rest of this tape is blank. So, um, that concludes another episode of the Imaginary Advice podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Lizzie Denning for being the voice of the hypnosis cassette. 
This episode was written and produced by me, Ross Sutherland. Imaginary Advice is supported by you, the listener. If you'd like to help out and donate money to the podcast so we can continue working like this, uh, you can do so by going to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Ross G Sutherland. Even a couple of dollars a month makes a massive impact on the future sustainability of this podcast give five dollars or more and you get an annual bonus episode which will be coming very very soon by the way uh fifteen dollars or more you get two bonus episodes uh twenty five dollars and you get to commission a bespoke poem from me and i'll send you some of my books as well thanks to everyone who supports the show already um what can i say uh, you, you you've changed my life um, if you listen to last month's episode, when uh, I was voicing another ugly manipulative beta male, bit of a pattern emerging here, um, last month's episode featured the novelization of Jackie Chan's Rumble in the Bronx. If you go to my website, imaginaryadvice.com, and click on the episodes page, you can now watch a video version of that story original footage from rumble in the bronx synchronized with that story from the podcast so um you should be able to watch that i mean unless some algorithm has blocked it in your country which is possible if you've already heard that episode uh i think the video is interesting i think it adds like an extra layer of enjoyment to the story to see it synced up like that you can appreciate the i'll admit it absolutely needless fidelity to detail that i put into that story also, um, if you'd like, you can email me at rossgordonsutherland at gmail.com. Uh, I've had some really lovely emails from listeners recently. I'm really sorry if I'm a bit slow in responding. Um, every email I get, it, um, it, it melts my heart. I am really grateful and I, and I will respond in due course. But please send me an email at rossgordonsutherland at gmail.com. I'll be back soon with more imaginary advice thanks for listening the rest of this tape is blank <laughs>